0: I found out about this uh, program in America. America is a big, beautiful, strong country. I've heard about it many times, you know. No one from my family has been there, though. But, you know, we all hear about it. It's America. It's big and amazing and wonderful. And everyone there is so cool. And, you know, Hollywood and all this kind of thing. But I never, I never thought that I would actually, you know, have the chance to go. Until I came across this thing, you know. I got in the mail one day. It was a program to study in America for one whole year and it is out of some place called San San Diego, I think and you know, I had never heard of this place or anything but it sounded amazing and I just don't know much about the country but I know that it is great. So, you know, I asked my parents, they say, well, you know, okay, they look into it, they say, okay, this, uh, it sounds okay, but you know, be careful, They uh, they're a little bit, you know, Sneaky over there in America. It's a great country, but, um, they're, they're very, you know, lots of capitalists, you know, not like here in France. They, uh, they can sometimes have a tendency to, uh, manipulate, you know. I say, okay, there, I'm sure nothing will happen, you know. It's perfectly safe. I go on, uh, I think it was, uh, late August to San Diego. It's an amazing, amazing place in America. I have no idea where it is. I get there, I get off the plane and, they welcome me. They're very welcoming. It's such a nice place. It's a beautiful, beautiful city right on the, the ocean. And, uh, you know, they take me to this boat. And they explain that it is a uh, a nuclear submarine. Um, And I say, okay, boss, well, this is very nice. Thank you for showing me this. But uh, I would uh, maybe like to go to my high school now. I'm really excited to start. And I say, well, okay, let's go. And they open the hatch and uh, point down the stairs into the submarine. I don't qu- quite understand what's going on, but I say, no, no, no. I say, you must understand. I want to go to my high school now, not, uh, not to see the, the boat very nice, but I want, I want to start school. I say, well, follow me. And it is here when I begin to understand that I may have been mistaken in what I thought I was getting into. It became increasingly apparent that I would not in fact be studying in America, but in fact on a nuclear submarine.
1: It was sometime in the spring semester of my uh, high school year that my parents approached me and, and told me that they didn't feel that my public high school education was challenged me in the way that they felt would extend my education. So they felt it necessary to put me on, get this, a nuclear submarine. So here I was, a adolescent, 17 years old, And they shipped me off into the middle of the ocean for 16 months. And I was underwater and learning from people who didn't have any idea of how to teach you at all. It was explicitly clear from the very instant that I walked onto the submarine that they were only in for this entire endeavor for the money. You see, the uh, military was going to get money, from the education budget, budget for us to be on the submarine, and then and then I write on my college application. I spent an entire year underwater in a submarine. I mean, it looks good, but did I learn anything? No, they didn't. They didn't teach you anything. There were no formal teachers.
2: I attend school at the USS Dubuque High School, which is a Los Angeles class nuclear attack sub. My parents decided that it would be to my benefit to take the special training at the USS Dubuque when I got arrested for stealing a car from the teachers parking lot at my old high school and I I drove it into a 7-eleven accidentally my parents decided that I needed to go to the Dubuque because there they would keep watching me all the time and uh, nobody would uh, be wondering where I was but uh, really hasn't been that bad a lot of the crew isn't all that smart, and you can get away with what you like if you're quiet about it.
1: When you think about it, what kind of literature would someone in a submarine even read? The only novels that they even had on this the ship were tom clancy you know i read hunt for red october about 13 times everything that they had was tom clancy i couldn't i couldn't stand it the man is the man is absurd all he does is okay so i read these novels and what do i learn how to do do i learn anything about higher literature do i learn anything about good syntax or great writing no and we we sit here and we read these horrible novels about tactical rubbish about I don't need this. I'm a a high school student. I am not going into the military. I'm trying to learn something about literature, about English. And, okay, gym class. What did we do? It was a fire drill. They do these every day. So every day, the entire ship... Uh, would do this fire drill, and this was our our gym class, which consisted of you know knowing where the fire extinguishers were and pretty much running around. Uh, so that was gym class. What else we have? We had theater. Theater was improvisation, which would be all right. I am now going to show you what happens if you have a tracheotomy, and the private would proceed to show us how to do a tracheotomy, and that was theater class. And, you know, it's just like, wow, tracheotomy. Wow, nothing to do with theater at all. Rubbish. These classes were absurd. We didn't have geography class because no one knew where we were half the time. I knew I was in the Pacific, maybe Indian, maybe Arctic. For God, no, I know. We, we were all over the world, but they never tell us. We just sit underwater. It, it's really a surreal experience to, to be in this enclosed space for long amounts of time and have absolutely no idea where you are.
0: So... This is not exactly what I was expecting. Um, I came to America to study in high school, have, you know, the traditional high school experience of American teenagers. Instead, I am shoved into a boat and plunged under the sea for several months. And not only this, but the people on the submarine are not exactly what you would call typical American teenagers. In fact, most of the people on the submarine are uh, crew members, who I'm sure are very nice people, but also don't, I think, get out much, shall we say? The hallways are rather narrow, and um you know, we have to we have to walk down the hallways to get to the class and the food and, you know, our beds and things, and it's it's very hard when you have about two feet of space and you try to pass several people at a time and it gets a little uncomfortable, you know, and Well it's just a little disturbing when They start putting their hands all over you, you know, putting their hands on your waist at first as they pass by, you know, grinning their grins with their rotten teeth, and, you know, putting their hands on your legs then, and it's just a little uncomfortable, and so, it's taking a bit of time to get used to, but it's, it's a little hard. Um, I don't really have any friends, and there are all these men around who smell bad and touch me, and, um... But it's okay, you know. I'm having a good time. I I write to my parents, and I don't tell them about this. I I tell them I'm having a very nice <laughs> time here in America, even though I'm not really in America. But uh, I I do actually I do actually have one friend, sort sort of. I think she sleeps below me, perhaps about two feet below me in, in the bunk below, and her name is Caroline, and um, she's a very nice girl, you know. She's um. She's very friendly. I I don't know her too well yet, but um, she's been very nice to me. We uh, we commiserate over the state of our lives and the the men and the lechery, and you know that 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 kind of thing. Um, but we haven't had a chance to talk very much yet. But um, I don't know. We we've we've gotten close. We have some late night conversations. You know. I'm hoping that with time, this this relationship will develop into something that I can cling to when um when things aren't going so well, which which is uh, most of the time.
2: When I left my high school, I had to leave behind my girlfriend, Laura, which I wasn't really too upset about, because she was starting to get on my nerves anyways. She was always saying, hey, Kit, let's do this, or Kit, let's go here, or Kit, why are you doing that again? And... You know, it was just going to be good to get away from her. But of course, she had to sign up to go on the Dubuque after she found out that my parents were making me. So there wasn't even that benefit of getting to go here. Plus, I was stuck underwater all the time. There's no smoking. And you have to be quiet. And I've got to be around this bitch all the time that I have to talk to constantly. I'm not even supposed to be talking at all.
0: I am very depressed, to say the least. But I, I do I do find solace in the, the fact that I, I have one friend aboard this vessel of misery. And her name is Caroline, as I said before. And she's a very, very nice girl. Um, our friendship begins to develop somewhat when um, she, uh, she suggests that we perhaps uh, shower together. Due to the very long lines and the abominable wait we have to undergo... We, we stand in line for perhaps 40 minutes every day to take our shower. And so she suggests that we, you know, to make it shorter, uh, we, we just, why don't we just shower together? Why not? You know, it, it'll be better for the both of us. And I say, well, uh, I would never do this in France, um, but perhaps it is something that the Americans, um, they accept and they, they, they embrace uh, culturally. I, I do not want to be insensitive, you know, in any way. I love American American culture. I, I just was not particularly familiar with this some um, aspect of it. But, um, nonetheless, I I am always open to new things, you know. So, so I say, okay, uh, sure, why uh, why not? And so we shower together. She's right; it takes a lot less time, and um, she uh, she d- helps me um, soap myself, and um, then suggests that she. Uh, do, you know, put the shampoo in my hair and, and wash my hair for me. I said, well, you know, I think I'm, I'm rather capable of doing it my myself. But then again, I think maybe this is something they do here. I just don't know. And so I let her and um, she massages my head and, you know, soaps my body. And, um, it you know, it makes me a little uncomfortable, uh, frankly, but I I. Just, you know, whatever. At this point, I don't really care anymore. She's a she's a friend, my only friend. And maybe this is just how this culture operates. And so I say, whatever.
1: It, it was really a non-dynamic. Um, simply because they took on, for the first time in U.S. naval history, women onto submarines. Uh, it, it, they weren't women, in fact. They were high school girls that were my own age. And this was extremely awkward for us because... I am a 17-year-old male, and yes, I I don't know much about women, but it's something that I'm getting somewhat interested in. But for me to try to compete with the other 98 crewmen on the boat, it, it was just absurd for us to even consider. It, uh, every situation that I ever had with these girls was completely awkward. Okay, we had these fire drills that, you know, happened quite frequently. And often they'd have us... We were always just supposed to lie on the floor in the corner just to stay out of the way. And then they would simulate things like, you know, huh, Uh-oh, that girl is going into respiratory arrest. We must now do CPR on her. And they'd pull her out in the center and... You know, okay, I don't know if you've ever seen CPR, but it, it can get, you know, quite hands-on. And as far as these naval officers went, it was it was more intimate than it was a a, a, a practice of CPR itself so how, okay how how can i possibly compete with these these older more muscular more um, virile men i you know if you go into the navy you are you sail out onto the boat and you are as manly as you can get. And for a year, you don't see a single woman. You come back, you get to that first port, you find your first whore, and you give it to her. But then, you're on this boat with a bunch of hot, and, you know, very sexually stimulated high school girls, and we, they are supposed to interact civilly with them. This is something that I guess the Navy just completely overlooked at all. So, he, here I am, a high school student, and I'm trying to interact with these girls, and they, they would show no interest in me. And good God, were they gorgeous.
2: So it's crazy. I get on this boat, and uh, all the girls here are amazingly pretty. And it's just not fair that I had to be stuck with this Laura girl from my old high school. Because, uh, you know, she she's nothing all that special. But she's always around, so I can't manage to hook up with any of these other girls. I mean... I have snuck into the torpedo room a couple of times when I can, or like, into the escape trunk, but you know, I just wish I wasn't tethered down.
0: been writing these letters to my parents um, uh, almost every day you know telling them about um, how much fun I'm having in America in, in high school and all my friends here I'm lying through my teeth but I still I write to them because I I know they want to hear from me and I know they would be terribly terribly upset and worried if, if they got nothing from me so you know I, I continue to write these letters every day and uh, I, I I'm not receiving any responses um however um they don't write me back they they send me nothing uh not even a quick hello you know and so i i mean i'm getting a little worried and so i go and ask um i don't know one of the people in charge of such things and she says to me she says you may have noticed that uh we don't stop anywhere uh, there is no way, in fact, for your letters to actually get anywhere besides the bottom of the sea, which is actually where they end up, because we put them in trash compactors and shoot them like torpedoes at the bottom of the sea. I guess perhaps this is something I should have figured out on my own, but, you, you know, I mean, they tell us that we can write letters to our family, and they take the letters and they put them in a box, and I, it's only reasonable that I figured they'd get there somehow. I just didn't... Realize that perhaps the fact that we don't make any stops ever might impede the letters from actually getting anywhere. But I find solace in the fact that I'll be going home for Christmas break. I can get out of here and I don't have to come back. I can just cancel my enrollment and go back to France. Vive la France. Oh. So I count down the days.
1: I was with a bunch of high school boys that I couldn't relate to at all. I was with a bunch of naval officers and privates who were completely sexually obsessed with every single high school girl that was on the boat. And I was with a bunch of hot high school girls who couldn't show any interest in me at all it was yeah I couldn't compete with them I'm not the man that these guys were and you know I, I couldn't do the the fire drill CPR tricks, so I didn't have that hands-on experience with these girls so I was looking so forward to Christmas break we we were surfacing in uh December 18th and we were gonna get a month and a half off and then we were gonna get back on the boat and I could not wait for the first time in my life I could not wait to be back with my parents I could not wait to be back with my my two brothers. It was the first time that I actually missed my family. And it wasn't because I missed them. It was because I hated everybody that was around me, and I couldn't stand being there anymore. When I heard that due to mel- military tensions, we had to stay underwater for the next two months, I just about cracked.
2: Well, winter break was pretty crappy. We thought we were going to get to go home and see our family and stuff. But unfortunately with tensions in the Middle East and uh, North Korea we had to spend all of winter break submerged in the Sea of Japan which uh, needless to say really isn't all that much fun and there wasn't even a Christmas tree on board but I guess I can't complain it is a submarine So for uh, spring break, we had the great opportunity to uh, surface somewhere in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, couldn't see land for miles, and we just sat there for a week. The crew didn't do a damn thing. We barely even got food cooked, but we had the opportunity to go up in the conning tower and like see the ocean for five minutes each day. And I guess this was supposed to be some kind of privilege, but uh, I just didn't think of it that way.
0: Needless to say, this was a bit of a disappointment, despite the fact that I have been craving blue sky for before as long as I can remember. I am terribly depressed. I I do not know what to do with myself. I again have let my hopes get up that, that maybe I could get out of here, but but no. No, no, it is a, a five-minute slot to look at the sky. It's a surprise. Um, I retreat to my bedroom. I throw myself on my bed and begin to sob and weep. Just, I'm just lost in myself, lost in my grief. <sighs> this is one of the darkest uh, darkest times in my life. Um, I suppose I should have been happy to uh, be able to experience some some small patch of Blue happiness, observe. But uh, I could not bring myself to do it. I. <laughs> it just. It. W- it would be like seeing a tiny glimpse of paradise, a possible, possible escape, but knowing that you could <laughs> could never get there. It's unattainable. It's there, but you are here, and there's a vast expanse of murky, salty ocean separating you of happiness. So several months later, it is almost the end of the year. It has been the worst year of my life and I cannot wait to leave. The end of the year is marked by a celebration the Americans call prom in high school. Uh, We do not have this this prom thing in France, Uh, uh, it is uniquely American. And I've heard about it, you know, I read about it in magazines back when I was in France. And uh, it sounded so exciting and so much fun, so much glitter and sparkles and dresses and, you know, fun and fancy, all that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I was not exactly ex- expecting this kind of prom aboard our sub- submarine, but, you know, I, I was excited nonetheless. None of us really had anything to wear, you know, I I, only had the same things I've been wearing for the last <laughs> Ten months, um, but it was still it was an exciting occasion. You know, we didn't do this thing very often. Uh, you know, in fact, never. And frankly, I did not care what we did. I was just so so excited to go. This prom for me marked the end of this year, the end of this terrible terrible misery, and I I did not care what it was like. The night of the prom, we all got together in a big mess hall and had our dates, quote-unquote. And uh, we all got together and we, we danced to the crappy, crappy music that they were playing. And basically the dancing consisted of being squished up together against one another, very, very close. Uh, there is not much room in a submarine, as you might imagine, and there are many of us. So we got comfortable, we got cozy, you know. So it wasn't really so much dancing as, as, you know moving our feet and uh, having our elbow pinned at our side and sort of looking uncomfortably at the person across from us none of us really liked each other also so that was you know also kind of uncomfortable being so close with all these people that you know you have no positive feeling towards whatsoever but um you know we danced with our partners I was thinking about France the entire time and how I could not wait wait to get back to my family I was smiling I was having a great time You know, just mind out of body. And uh, Caroline was there also. You know, we'd become pretty good friends by this point. And uh, she was there. We were dancing, you know, uh, with uh, with our uh, different dates. Um, But somehow we we always managed to be dancing. Uh, She always managed, actually, to put herself right up uh, against me, actually, Um, from the back. I I would look over my shoulder and she would be there, um, dancing right up against me, actually. And I sometimes felt like I was more uh, dancing, dancing with her than with my, my partner on the front side. But, you know, I she's she's a good friend. You know, again, maybe this is what Americans do. I don't know. So after after a while, it, it became apparent that she really was um, dancing with the back side of me more than either of us were really dancing with anyone else. So at the last song, uh, she uh, turned around. And grabbed my hand, looked at me in the eyes, and she said, "Come with me." I said, "Um, okay. There's there's not really anywhere to go on this submarine that people are not dancing in. But what do you want to go? Come with me to the torpedo room." What? I I I am speechless. I don't know what she's talking about. But I, you know, maybe she just wants to to say goodbye. You know, we we've been together for a long time, and maybe she's sick of dancing, and frankly, I am too. I don't even know who I'm dancing with anymore. But so she pulls me along. She jerks me away from my partner and from the dance, and I follow her running down the corridor and bank a heart right into the torpedo room. We're both out of breath, and I I still have no idea what's going on. She, She says to me, she says, Sit down. I have something to tell you. Okay, um, sure, uh, well, we've had a great time together this year, um, we shall, we'll definitely keep in touch, you know, it's it's been great getting to know you, uh, um, I hope we, we keep writing letters, you know, it'll be great. She says, no. I love you. So? Oh. I, I love you, too, um, you're a good friend, and I hope so- no. I love you. And then she kisses me. And then the fire alarm goes off.
2: I'll graduate in the spring, and then who knows what I'll do. Um, I don't think I'll ever join the military, but uh, it's great that some people do. That means I don't have to.